0: Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. You know, I love marketing people. I'm sure that you noticed that this show is called the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. And my business partner is actually a marketing and branding expert. And the reason why I love marketing people so much is very simple. I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not that creative person who can pull stuff out of the ether. But our guest today is somebody who can. So if you don't know what the Callie Collective is, I don't know quite where you've been because she's very, very, very good at marketing. She exists on LinkedIn in a stellar manner, and she's got some really, really good stuff to share, which is what we're going to dive into today. So Callie, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad to be here.
0: And I love the plants that are behind you. We had a little conversation about that previously. Uh, You are a little bit into plants, I think, would be an understatement.
1: <laughs> just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. Uh, yeah, I got my Master Gardener certification. Served on their board for two years, but uh, the flowers in the background is actually wallpaper.
0: Oh, okay, right. Well, but the other greenery is really, really nice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right actually looked at doing the Master Gardener. Uh, in fact, I don't think I've ever shared this on the show, but I met my wife at a garden center. Uh, she did outside sales and I did inside sales. And uh, I've been with her for 27 years. It was absolutely fantastic. We love gardening and uh, just plants in, in general. But yeah, so, okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Just a, a little chase <laughs> the rabbit there. All right. What I like to do at the beginning of these shows is number one, kind of talk a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, And then I also want to have everybody get to hear your story, because I think it's important for them to feel that connection with your history. Uh, But basically, what we're going to be talking about today is posting, right, is really how to create really engaging content that are not only going to get clicks, but also most importantly, get interaction, which in turn gets business. And that's what we're going to dive into today. But Callie, okay, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you end up becoming the founder of Callie Collective and and let's talk about your journey a little bit. You
1: know, it's never a straight line.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I agree with that, sister.
1: <laughs> when I was in college, I was determined that my career was going to be creating CD covers. So <laughs> we can see that didn't quite land I thought I was going to. Yeah. So my history is that I luckily got hired uh, internally at a independent Ram and James financial firm. And I learned a ton while I was there, not just marketing principles, but also financial principles, which was huge because my background, my parents were missionaries before I was born. They had gone to like Bible college. So it's not like they had a lot of financial education and they also didn't have financial education that they could share with me because they didn't know it. Um, So being in that place allowed me to learn so much and then from there I got another job at an independent firm and then was like this would be really great to help lots of advisors with help other people get that financial advice that I was blessed with by being in the industry so that's what we do we connect advisors with their audience their top audience or not top top target audience.
0: Well, let's let's talk about when you work for those other firms real quick because I want to dive into that a little bit more deeply. Because in my experience, the very crooked line that both of you, both of us took to get here, we learned a lot back then. So so the first advising office that you worked with, what were some of the common mistakes that you saw that you have now implemented in the offerings that you have today?
1: A lack of social media presence you might have a page and that alone is great. A lot of people don't even have a social media page. But are you consistently posting on it? And a lot of people don't. The consistency is really key, especially depending on the platform. Facebook, a little bit more than LinkedIn, but generally advisors are on Facebook um, because that's where the 50 plus pre-retirement, retirement crowd is going.
0: Well so that's interesting that you say that because you know a lot of guests that we've had on the show have actually said the opposite that don't worry about Facebook worry about LinkedIn so let's dive into that more deeply because just so you know I happen to agree with you that if you're really going to that pre-retiree retiree market which seems most advisors because that's low hanging fruit and it's really easy to get assets under management They really do exist on Facebook. So how do you use Facebook then to draw those people to to your website, your call to action or whatever?
1: Um, Yeah, I would say LinkedIn is a good place if you're trying to connect with other business professionals. So if you are an advisor who is looking to work with a small business owner, then no, don't go to Facebook, go to LinkedIn. Everything that we do, we always say comes back to three principles knowing your audience, knowing what your goal is, and then what are the steps to achieve that goal? Um, So we always go back, hey, where is your audience going? And then as far as engaging with people on Facebook, the best thing that you can do is advertise. And a lot of people kind of dig their heels in when I say that, but you're just not gonna get in front of people unless you're advertising your content. So I would say advertising your content posting consistently um and then doing a good mix of educational where you're showing yourself as the expert but also that personal so you're making an emotional connection with your audience
0: we're going to need to unpack everything you just said there because <laughs> so so you are the first person i think who's been on this show in years who has brought up the power of facebook advertising Talk about it. Let's just break it down. Let's pull that apart. Tell give let me just see inside that that wonderful brain of yours.
1: Um, so we have a we created this benchmark PDF at the beginning of the year. And then we because I get asked a lot, is this a good number? You know, like, okay, I had 15 viewers, but is that a good number? I have no idea. Um, we were like, hey, let's find out what is the average. You cannot find averages. Based on advertising because that is going to be determined by who you're advertising to but I can see averages for organic so for Facebook let's see what engagement and viewers is on average 8.6 of your followers see your content just see it doesn't even mean they're going to engage with it and then out of that one interaction out of every 2,000 followers And how many advisors do you know with 2,000 followers on Facebook?
0: I I don't know anybody who's (laughs) got 2,000 followers on Facebook.
1: Um, So that, I mean, just that alone. And then to give you an example of like how advertising, what that looks like. um, If you're advertising $100 for the month, typically you're going to see 15,000 to 20,000 impressions. So you're going from 8.6 of your followers if you have 2000 followers to 15 to 20, it's like, it's a huge difference. And that's why I'm such a proponent of, Hey, you've got to advertise if you want any sort of traction on these social media platforms, especially
0: explain, explain impressions though, because I think there's a misnomer or misconception of what that word actually means.
1: Yes. And yes, you were absolutely correct. So we've got followers, someone who's following your page. We've got reach, which would be how many people your content is being shown to. And then we have impressions, which is how many times your content was shown. Now, in theory, I could have 15,000 impressions. It could be one person, maybe, that my content was shown to 15,000 times. Um, so you want to balance looking at that with the reach of how many people were reached and then how many times was your content shown? And then you can go a step further um, and see engagement versus views. So engagement is any kind of interaction with your page or content. And a view is under the category of engagement. So a view is if your video is shown and somebody watches it for a second. (laughs) It's like one second or three seconds that is counted as your view so even though you might see high view rates you always want to keep in mind well that doesn't really mean they saw anything it could have just been three seconds of my video so engagement you can break down into views like um sharing any sort of interaction
0: when you're creating the ad itself Right. When I wrote the social media handbook for financial advisors, which was quite quite a while ago, the Facebook's algorithm was very different than it is now. So our ultimate goal in what we in our research showed was when you have that final audience number that's on used to be on the right hand side, I don't know where it is now uh, when you're doing the, the Facebook ads. You wanted to be 10,000 or less because we wanted you to be very, very focused. Has that changed? And if it has, what number should I be looking for? Because you just said 15 to 20,000 impressions. Yes, I'm sure some of those will be dupes, but let's talk about what number we're looking for on in when you're doing these ads.
1: Uh, what's great about Facebook is it's going to show you as you're building out your audience, it's got a like a stoplight kind of, Red, yellow, green, and it's gonna tell you, hey, you're too defined, you're like, and I've fallen into that trap for myself before. Um, You gotta broaden your audience a little bit more or you're actually yellow is kind of like the sweet spot. And then green is like, it's too many people. Like you're getting, you're just showing it to anybody and everybody. So I think it's not necessarily about a number, more about the people that you're trying to reach. Um, Because if you have a very defined niche or niche, some people like that word, then you're going to have a smaller number and you're going to have to be okay with that. Unfortunately, if you have the smaller number, you sometimes have to pay more per impression or per person.
0: So if, if you used the $100 earlier, right? So if an advisor is really going to go ahead and budget and they're looking for, because one of the other things that used to happen is there were like different categories of Facebook ads or like awareness, right? For So people can understand your brand and it was a different sort of algorithmic back end than it was for leads or for sales, right? So we, is it still the same way? I, I feel like I should be more prepared for this. We just don't do a lot on Facebook anymore, but you're the Facebook person. So let's talk more. About that?
1: That is such a great question. And it makes me so happy that you asked because um, people fall into the trap of just clicking Boost and then picking out of the options that are in Boost, which are very limited. If you actually go into the back end of the advertising, so not doing a Boost, but you'll actually have to create an ad account, then connect your ad account to your Facebook page. Um, and then as you're building a campaign, there are several more options than there are in the boost window that comes up. Um, and yes, and actually the things that you named are just categories. You can actually even go even further. So let's say you picked engagement. You can narrow that down further and say, out of engagement, I want followers or out of leads or traffic. Those are the other two ones. You can say, I want them to go to my website, or you can say, I want people to fill out a lead generation form. Now, depending on the category that you pick, traffic is gonna be more expensive and lead generation is gonna be the most expensive. In fact, you can't even run an ad unless you're paying a minimum of 250. Yeah,
0: but advisor sneeze 250 on the weekend, right? So th- this is one of those things that they really really need to focus on. All right. So obviously, if, if somebody's looking at how to advertise on Facebook, they need to reach out to you and we're going to get all your contact information at the end. But I w- I want to not necessarily, I want to put that in like a parking place for right now cuz I kind of want to come back to that in a minute. But one of the other things that you're excellent at, and one of the reasons we really wanted you on the show was because you know what gets clicks and what gets interaction. So tell us what your research has shown uh, that's working for advisors today.
1: Yeah, again, it's gonna come back to audience and platform. Um, So for instance, on YouTube, what we found is that it's like the most random educational topic. Uh, And when I say random, it's like, Not something that advisors would be talking about every day. One of them was S block securities back line of credit. And just one day it just like exploded. And I mean, I don't know if it's technically viral, but for an advisor, I would call it viral. Um, You know, they're getting like a thousand views in a month. And you're like, what just happened? Same thing. There was depression in retirement. What you should shred. (laughs) Like and when to shred it. So just kind of these random topics and especially important if you have a niche because then you can really tailor your content to what they want to hear about. Um, And if there's not a lot of people making content on it, it's going to soar. Facebook is a little bit different, much shorter attention span there. And you're also going to want to throw in a lot more personal, pretty much anything that has somebody's face in it is going to do better than just a graphic. Then we've got LinkedIn educational, always does better on LinkedIn. And I don't care what the platform is. If you've won an award, people love it. They love seeing you win. (laughs) They want to see more of it. (laughs) Twitter, Twitter is a little more iffy. It's more of a reactionary and it's, it's more of like current events. Um, I haven't seen too many people go viral there. And it really takes Twitter and Instagram. I would say you got to be interacting with people or it's not going to matter what I create and put out there. It's just not going to get seen unless you're also interacting with people, you know.
0: Hey, it's Matt jumping in for a second. Are you an advisor who wants to go from being the seeker of clients to being sought after? Then influence is your answer. It's the only marketing that's left for today's advisors. If you want to know how much influence you have right now and how to get more of it, take our free five-minute test and get your influence scorecard. Just go to proudmoth.com to start. We, we did a podcast with a guy named Thomas Kopelman, which was a few episodes ago. And he, we actually kind of unlocked the Twitter algorithm with him. And so, so he's, he, that, that was a really great, now he's an advisor. He actually doesn't offer those services. All right. So, so let, let's dive into that, the next layer here. One of the biggest issues that we have found with financial professionals is they don't interact, right? So it's like everybody's talking at people, but nobody's talking with, how do you help them solve that problem?
1: that's about it. Unfortunately, that's not something I'm comfortable offering someone. Hey, I'll interact with people as you. It gets kind of sticky. We definitely encourage it. One thing we do is as you are building your audience and your connections on LinkedIn and Facebook too, um, we'll go in there and we'll invite your connections to follow your page. And we do that every month with however many credits you get as far as interacting, we also will pull and just kind of track like, hey, this is how many connections you have every quarter. Just to kind of like bring that to light and awareness of, hey, you could be building this out a little bit more.
0: Well, let's talk about numbers because we we have in the world of podcasting, there's a lot of vanity metrics, right? And also terrifically unrealistic expectations. I love something you said, and I got to highlight this, was that an advisor did something on whatever the heck S crowd. I don't even know what the heck that is. Right. But they had about a thousand people who watched it that in most people's minds, that's not viral. That's what I should be getting. Right. Let's talk about the numbers. What numbers should they expect? What are you, what have you seen are kind of averages or what is a good amount of interactions for your posts or connections?
1: Back to the platforms, which platform are they on? There's also, So anytime there's a video involved, what I've found is that if you're just posting it on the platform versus if you email it out, your views will double. Minimum, they'll double. So that's always something that we've included is, Hey, let's email this out after. As far as like numbers, it varies a lot client to client. Um, And I kind of caution about like, hey, don't compare yourself too much to other people like obviously we want to know good averages of hey this is what's out there but don't get too caught up in how many likes did matt get versus kelly instead it's like let's look at how you're growing your part of it you started at 10 and now you're at 200 like that's a huge win in general i say on youtube if you're not advertising Around 100 views is what I'm seeing pretty typically. If you are advertising, it's going to shoot up. And then if you land on one of those golden topics, is what I'll call them, that always just throws everything off. Facebook. Yeah, see, we advertise for all of our clients. So it's hard for me to give you like an organic number other than like a benchmark that we've pulled, which it's pretty low there. As far as engagement, reach is pretty good.
0: We come up with the fact that, you know, advisors will say, well, Matt, I want to get a sponsor for the show. And I'm like, okay, well, so here's the reality. You have to have 10,000 downloads within 48 hours. You're not going to get 10,000 downloads in your first six months. And I love the fact that you're pushing financial services professionals to advertising, right? We have had unbelievable success advertising on YouTube. It's astronomical, right? And the back end of YouTube marketing or, you know, ad spend there, the data that you get is, it's spooky almost. Uh, And how much they know about who's clicking. I mean, you can even get to the point of knowing when they stop watching the video, because you might've said something that really turned them off. There's so much great information out there that very few marketing firms really help advisors with. They're going to do the same thing. Now, you said something early on, uh, you know, about, you know, not really commenting on behalf of your clients. So we don't do that either. So we write social media posts based off the podcast that we create, but we don't, we can't uh, mostly from a compliance perspective, right? But what we ended up doing is in our Pod Rocket Academy right now, uh, we created a list of compliance approved responses, because here's the thing is a lot of people, Callie, will say, well, I don't know what to say. Hey, you know what you can say sometimes? Thank you. Oh my God, because all the algorithms you're looking at is that interaction. You said that before, if you're on Instagram or Twitter specifically, and actually LinkedIn's new algorithmic changes, which were stunning uh, and actually pissed a lot of people off because some of people went from, 10,000 impressions down to 100 impressions because of they weren't pleasing the new algorithm. But any sort of interaction that you can get, even if it's from your team, if it's from your clients or whatever, you really need to push towards that. All right. So an advisor figures out that they want to specifically focus on something that, that would be a niche or a niche, right? And that, that is a pretty, pretty narrow niche or niche. And you said that If they're looking for leads from that specific niche, that's going to become more expensive. In your experience, if you're really going to go ahead and really try to get your message in front of that ideal client, what should an advisor budget for a spend monthly and also hiring your firm to help with all of that stuff. And I'm not trying to put you in a corner saying, what are your pricing? I'm not going to do that. Then go to your freaking website and then call you. That's the goal. But but when it comes to the advertising budget specifically, where do, where have you found the sweet spot maybe that advisors are willing to pay X?
1: Yeah. So we just included it with our pricing kind of so they don't have to choose. <laughs> I'm choosing for them. And hey, if you want us to be producing content for you, we're only gonna be doing it if we're also advertising it. Because yeah, people just don't see it if you don't. We typically spend, we're spending, I should say, 200 per month, but we increased it actually just last month. We're now doing 300 in ad dollars per month. Where it's spent is gonna be be dependent on your audience. Maybe we're going to split it between Facebook and LinkedIn, or maybe we're going to put it all in Facebook or all on YouTube. It really depends on who your audiences and what your goals are. How
0: do you help them figure that out?
1: <laughs> That's another good question. We have this, uh, I think it's fantastic. We have this fantastic onboarding process that we take each of our clients through the first 12 weeks. We're really drilling into who and what, where and why, and then we're putting it all together so we can make a roadmap going forward. And hey, we're gonna plug this in as we go.
0: So after the 12 weeks, right? So so now they are laser focused or at least have a greater self-awareness of what's going on. What is the average length of stay that you think clients should have using your system to get the best results?
1: Um, we do have 12 month contract minimum 12 months is what you should spend. First three months is we're getting to know each other and making sure we get it in your voice. By six months, we found that sweet spot. We've got smooth riding. Um, And then the last two quarters is where we're really gonna see traction building. Not to say that you won't see improvement because you will starting with that first um, quarter we're pulling our metrics every quarter and we're looking at, hey, how have you grown? Who is your audience? Who are we actually getting in front of? How can we tweak that to pivot if we need to? Or maybe you want to update your audience because you've decided you need younger clients.
0: We have been trying to create a unified front of all of the marketing professionals that we know. That it really is about eighteen to twenty-four months that you need to have a real marketing plan in place and stick to it for that amount of time. I mean, Kelly, you've experienced this. I think we talked about this when we were chatting before. You know, an advisor will come in and they're you know six months in and they're like, "I haven't gotten any business from this yet," and they're like, "Do we haven't even gotten momentum yet?" Right? You're still all over the place, and we're trying to laser focus you here. So the advisor, tell us the story of an advisor that you've worked with who stuck with it. And let's talk about what they learned about themselves, their practice, and then then maybe what some of the results are.
1: Yeah, we actually, so we do a live stream every first Monday of the month. And we actually interviewed one of them who he met his net new asset goal last year, which as you know, last year was pretty volatile in the markets, wasn't the best. Um, so it was kind of a big deal that he was able to meet that goal. Um, so I think that is a perfect example. And we've been working together for at least five years, probably more at this point. Now, can is the people who brought in the assets, can we point to them and say, hey, they directly came from social media? No, but as I like to say, Marketing is built to help you enforce the trust or build upon that trust you've made with your audience. It's like it's not just going to bring you new clients. It's there to solidify the relationship. And um, so, let's say that you have a prospect. Let's say that you have a prospect, uh, and then they look you up on. Google and where are you showing up? Hey, they see you've got great content on your website, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Um, especially if you're creating content that resonates with your audience, um, then they're going to see a topic that they're interested in, in your content and be like, hey, I think this person can help me. Um, And that's just going to build upon that trust that you are already building by being referred by your uh, existing client.
0: Right. People seem to think that when they get a referral, that person's a slam dunk. And, and nowadays, I mean, it used to be a slam dunk, but it's not a slam dunk anymore. They're going to Google the hell out of you. They're going to check you out on your socials. They're going to see what your political affiliation is. They're going to see you know, what you're posting and who you're sharing, whose other stuff. That's really important for you to understand. But the most important thing that we have found is you have to unapologetically be yourself. You need to be yourself online because the worst thing that's going to happen is your social media profile looks like this and then when they come and they sit down, you're a different person, man, That that is gonna burn every bridge that you can possibly have. All right, so Callie, what is the best way for people to reach out to you? Where should they go? I mean, it's a website, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, where should they go to reach out to you?
1: Our website would be the first place I would recommend, uh, which is Callie, and I'm gonna spell it, K-A-L-L-I collective.com. Uh, we also have lots of free resources, including a PDF that has all of those average views and engagement, which would be calicollectivecom slash get dash savvy. So we uh, we call our free resources Savvy Advisor. And then, of course, we're on all the socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Our handle is Cali Collective.
0: Yeah, you're very easy to find. You did a brilliant job with your branding on that. And we'll make sure that we have links to not only that PDF, but also your websites. Now, here's my favorite question, which is what should I have asked you that I didn't?
1: Mm, What's my favorite flower?
0: Really? Oh, I'd love to go there. Okay. All right. What is your favorite flower?
1: sunflower oh yeah gosh
0: now there's lots of different kinds of sunflowers and so we used to grow mammoth giant uh, mm-hmm. mammoth russian giant sunflowers which are about 18 to 24 inches big lots of seeds what is your favorite sunflower
1: uh, i like the bunching sunflowers
0: Ooh, i like those two. i love
1: the idea of making a sunflower bouquet of course last year i grew a bunch of bunching sunflowers and then realized that sunflowers actually produce a lot of pollen so when they're On your, you know, brown wood desk, you then get like this yellow ring of pollen.
0: Yeah, they are wildly prolific. It's unbelievable. Um, I've got a picture when my wife and I first met. Uh, we had our first garden together, and I'm I'm holding one of those mammoth giant, and it was it was it was about that big, it was about 18 inches, and there were just seeds everywhere. We ended up nailing it to a tree, and all of the critters absolutely loved it. Well, well, Kelly, listen, everybody you need to follow Kelly, she's absolutely brilliant. I love your content. Thank you so much for doing what you do for financial services. What we all need to understand, everybody, is is social media is not a choice anymore. It is mandatory, not only in the world of marketing, but most importantly, client relationship building and communication. And you have to do that. And when you have somebody like Cali Collective in your corner, really helping you not only create great content, but getting it out in front of the right people, your practice will change. So Kelly, thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was lots of fun.
0: Well, everybody, if you want to know more about how you can get your voice uh, go to the PodRocketAcademy.com. It is free. Uh, it's a great opportunity for you to find out a little bit more about how you can accelerate your influence. So, for Cali and everybody at Cali Collective and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at Proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.